Hey friends, welcome to It's All In My Head, where I talk to people about their experiences with mental health in a real, raw, and vulnerable way. I'm here to share stories that connect us to others in the way that mental health shows up for us, the challenges that we face, the stuff that gets us through, and perhaps most importantly, how we remain resilient. I'm your host, Joel Kaskinen. It's All in My Head with Joel Kaskinen. I'm your host, and I am sitting across from my girl. What, what? Hey, 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 hey. Ouch. <laughs> Sarah Levansky is back for her second time on the show. You're my first guest um, who's like a repeat, which is fun and exciting. I've never I've never had a two-timer before. A so. relapser? Yeah, relapser. <laughs> yeah, we could call ourselves that. Um, is that. That's kind of valid, though. And it, it, like, it, it works about... with mental health. Exactly. It works with substance use. It works for, yeah, it just works. Everything, yeah. So um, you kind of know the drill. You've been through it before. Um <laughs> Should we introduce yourself just for those that like are listening for the first time? I feel like we should. Yeah, want to do like a brief like. Let's do a brief. Overview. Okay. How so, we met? Yeah. Or okay. Sarah Lemansky. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. We uh we met at a cider festival through a mutual friend that has now passed recently, and um, you know it's funny because every time I come here. And I always think of that day. Mm-hmm. So now, I mean, not that I like always want to bring up somebody that's passed all the time, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. definitely like a heartwarming experience, like meeting you for the first time and meeting some of your friends as well. And I think we just clicked so mm-hmm. fast, mm-hmm. even though we didn't hang out for how many months? Like, oh my gosh, six I think it was like after. No, I think it was like. I don't know. It was because way too long, though. We met in what September it was, and October. then we didn't hang out until right before you left, like a, two weeks before. Oh my you gosh, left. you're right. Maybe it was. No, we didn't. I don't know. It does. It's, it's irrelevant, irrelevant because yes. we texted throughout <laughs> the entire time, and we yeah. have always been like it was just like instantaneous. We became besties, you know. Exactly, and like we feel so comfortable with each other. Like I don't feel like there's an awkward moment, even when there is pauses in speech and all that, but right. like, it just doesn't feel awkward to me. I'm like, oh, well, I'll just casually look off into the distance or stare out the window or right. <laughs> whatever. It, and I feel like that's what makes a good friend a good friend is being able to feel comfortable in the silences. Yes, 100%. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we met, we did the Cyberfest, we did multiple months of not seeing each other, even though we lived in the same town. And then right before I left, we reconvened. And um, since I've moved away, you've now been here twice. So this is your second time visiting Sioux Falls. And I love it. Um, Your 
not only my second, my first guest coming on a second time on the show, but you're my first guest in Sioux Falls being here yes. a second time. So um, <laughs> you're just doing the damn thing, but um, I'm so glad to have you. And yeah, let's get into it, shall we? I'm glad to be here, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I needed to be said, like, I'm at, like, what is it, the late night talk? Yes, this is now the late night talk show. Because um, it is. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is, it's all in my head at night. Yeah. It's like, it's the late yes, night talk show. This is the late night talk show. So we might go a little loopy on. <laughs> I mean, we both are on another level today, too. Like, it's just been, we're both, like, anxious. Balls of many, Yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's just crazy town right now. Anywho, let's get into it. So, the listeners, the Sisu Squad that heard your first episode, anyone who's new to this might not know your background. So, what's your relationship with mental health and where are you at in your journey today? And has anything changed since the last time we recorded? Uh, It's been a wild roller coaster with mental health. Um, I was diagnosed like originally when I was 21 with a handful of things that I feel like now has since changed because of I don't know if you know but when you go through traumatic events in life it alters your brain yeah your brain chemistry changes exactly and I feel like since I've been like originally diagnosed a lot of stuff has happened and I feel like my brain chemistry is just so far from what it used to be that I don't think I have bipolar one anymore, but like, who knows? I know I have ADHD still, you know, I, I think know everyone knows that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've listened to the last, I don't know, five minutes of this conversation, but <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Um, and I, um, have anxiety, mostly social anxiety, which is weird because everyone says I'm a people person. But I'm normally like a one-on-one people person, mm-hmm. not a group people person. Totally. I get overwhelmed very easily and I start like going in my little baby shell. Uh, I can't remember all the other ones. Oh, night terrors, which have vastly improved since the last time I've seen I mean, you. that's probably tied to your evolution of your mental health, you know? Exactly. Like it, it, you probably had night terrors because of the trauma that you were going through and now that you've grown and experienced new things like your brain chemistry has shifted and so therefore mm-hmm. like your body has responded to that and the night terrors have increased or decreased, decreased yeah me. substantially thank goodness and then um ptsd which is still an ongoing love affair of mine i guess um it's very hard to trust people the way I used to and I I don't know like I usually tell you like I really want to go on a date I really want to have a relationship but that PTSD of my last like actual relationship scares the shit out of me Mm -hmm. and I do not know if I could physically make that emotional connection to anybody anymore or like do I want to even do that either because it's so comfortable being in your own bubble. Do you really want somebody to come in and interrupt it? Right. You know, does that make sense at all? Like, I feel as though I'm kind of on 
a tilting scale, but it definitely has something to do with my PTSD from the last relationship. <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> yeah, that's a why I think I talked about it in my last episode though. I think so. I want to, I want to say it too. So if you didn't listen to that and you want to know what I'm talking about. Go back and listen to the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny that uh, I say the first episode because one of your friends actually reached out to me um, after the first episode and she That's was right. so thankful that I had talked about a specific topic. Staff, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and I want to give a shout out to her. She was fabulous. I still talk to her every once in a while, I'll reach out or oh like if I see a post on Instagram, I'm like, Oh my gosh, she looks so lovely because she's an amazing woman. She went through an amazing struggle similar to mine. And, um, it's very hard to talk about like having a life inside of you and then it just vanishing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then not only did one vanish, but then I had to take the other one out because I didn't want to mentally go through it happening again later down the road. And it's right. it's one of those things that I'm still trying to get over all of that. And it's still a, an internal struggle. Uh, that I don't know when I'm going to heal from it, but I thought about it this last Thanksgiving because it was literally Thanksgiving Day. That's right. Literally the day of Thanksgiving. I um, What do you even call it? It's not, a, it's, not, it's not an evacuation. It's a, it is an evacuation. Right? I don't know the correct terminology, but... <laughs> Like, is it bad that I don't even know? I don't know. I think that's also part of the trauma that you went through. You know, like, why would you know the name of the procedure when you obviously were worried about, like, the removal of a life life inside of you? You know, (laughs) like, I mean, like, it's scary to think about. What is that process called? I I don't know. Extraction of, like, it's not evacuation. It's, I mean, it's an early termination. But there's a word, but I can't think of it. But I don't know what it is. Um, But it's funny. It's not an abortion, but it's It is an abortion. It is, because I took a pill. And it, the first one was a miscarriage. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that there's a different medical term for it, isn't there? Or is it just still considered an abortion? abortion? I think that's it. I don't know. Because well, I knew that word well, and uh, <laughs> here I am stewing over the word I thought it was, and it's, it's not the same word that, that you thought it was. It's so that. it's totally fine. We're good. We're fine. We're fine. That's so funny. Yeah, no, it's a it's a wild <clears throat> trip to be on, and and it's definitely a long timeline. Just I mean, like yeah, like when you go through, I can't even speak to it because I will never experience that. I will never understand that. But like, I know plenty of people in my life who've lost babies, gone through a miscarriage or a stillbirth or, you know, whatever. And I've also known plenty of people in my life who've had abortions or, and, you know, and did the, terminated the pregnancy early. Um, you know, like I did, all of that carries massive amounts of mental and physical and emotional weight and trauma like that's intense for someone to go through yeah i know the guy that i went through it with that uh, helped me the night of too and he was great he he is still a great dude 
and he's gone through a lot of mental stuff from that night still mm-hmm. and it's been a little over a year now and I just I feel bad for him because every time I reach out he just doesn't receive it well because he's yeah. not he's not really into the whole mental health you know like you're everybody has a different journey he mm-hmm. just assumes that this should be bottled up and kept inside and I'm I feel really bad for him I, I always trying to reach out but we'll see what happens when I I move back fully to Gunnison so yeah it'll be fun my gosh so let's talk about that um so we met in Gunnison Colorado mm-hmm. I left Gunnison because it was not healthy for me and my mental health and the sissy squad knows that story mm-hmm. or know that story knows that story knows that story um and you know they know that my experience um is the reason that i have this podcast and so that's where we met it's healthy for you you're moving back there um you know after being away for multiple months um due to unemployment and some health stuff and Mm -hmm. family stuff and what have you you know and so are you excited Uh, are you worried about the impact that another move is going to have on you? Are you excited? Are you thinking that like this is going to be healthy? I know I just threw 15 questions <laughs> at you, but like what what are you thinking that reinserting yourself into that community is going to do for your mental health? So I feel like my mental health journey is going to definitely have a bunch of bumps coming up because I am moving back to a place where I don't have my closest friend anymore because he passed away. So not being able to reach out to him, be like, hey, coming back. I'm excited to see you. You know, he's not going to be there. So Mm -hmm. that's already a huge hiccup. And I think I've been stressing about that the last like three weeks. And I I haven't got like this baby patch of eczema. And I think it's because of stress. It definitely like started off with that. I had a, a mental breakdown two weeks ago over it, but it also had something to do with a legal situation that is happening there as well. And knowing that I can't go back to a place that I would shop a lot mm-hmm. at certain times of the day to avoid the people that I was in this legal battle with is going to be one of the harder struggles I'm gonna face, I feel just because I'm normally in there at a certain time and they are. So I know that if I come across them, I might just have like a little nervous breakdown or like I might literally run out the door, drop everything and go because I just, right now I just cannot. (laughs) I can't even fathom seeing one of them. One of them I've known since I was 18 Mm -hmm. and he was on the opposite side of me. How does somebody go from being one of your closest friends to like going against you in something that they know is right, but they're still going to be on the other side? Like, I'm just trying to get my money to pay my medical bills and that's it. And if I actually run across him, I don't know what I would say or if I would say anything or if I would even acknowledge his presence. And that's something that I'm going to be definitely struggling with. And I think that's going to give me a lot of anxiety throughout this 
these next few months because mm -hmm. I know as soon as the season's up, I'll probably be either somewhere else or I don't know. There's endless possibilities, but I'm... Well, I think that's the thing that you have to latch on to is like, this is so temporary. Like, you know, you're, you do work seasonally, which is nice. And so you <laughs> are going back for the season and you have an easy out, you know, like if you're not in a good place mentally, you don't have to stay. And if you get there and you realize because Javi's gone and you don't have your support system and I'm not there and you don't have yeah. your, you know, the, the few people that were your support system, like, that is that could be a major factor in you wanting to leave and maybe you get back into a rhythm and a routine and you realize like hey i'm doing better than i thought i was and the mountains are healing and you know like who doesn't love krista butte who doesn't love gunnison yeah. like you're <laughs> there's so many ways that this could go but i think that you have to latch on to that temporary situation that you're in and let it just ride you know like you can leave or you can stay or there's so many like you said there's so many possibilities and so many options and exactly. you just have to take it as it comes I guess but um my boss though I'm so thankful for her she is the biggest support system you could possibly have she's been through it I mean mm -hmm. I'm not gonna tell her story on here because it's not mine to tell but she's been through a lot of stuff in her lifetime and just having her to talk to, I was on the phone with her for, I think like 40 minutes or 50 minutes the other day. Oh, okay. Just like, I think we were done talking about work after like the 15 minute mark. And then we just like kept talking <laughs> and she's just like, Oh, like, what are you going to do when you get out here? And like all this other stuff. And like, I was telling her about hobby and like how I lost it. And I thought I had told her before, but maybe I kept that one to myself. And she's like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Like, you know, I've dealt with stuff in my life. And I was like, yeah. And then we just started talking and talking mm -hmm. and talking about it. And I definitely do feel like she has her own way of dealing with things, which is fantastic. And I have my own ways of dealing with things, but it's definitely nice to kind of talk to somebody that's gone through something similar just like talking to you like we've gone through similar things yeah. but you're not going to be there for me so like being able to talk to someone in person about all the things that i'm going through and all the things that i'm feeling is probably one of the best gifts that i can get from a boss yeah absolutely yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean I, we know that all too well a mm -hmm. good boss is life-changing and yeah. a crappy boss is life-changing and so the fact that you have her as both like a personal and professional mentor is awesome. Yeah. Especially because this fabulous. is probably going to be a tumultuous time in your life. Um, yeah, I just, I guess I ask because I don't know, like I went back for that wedding mm -hmm. and I was there for, you know, just basically a day and a half. And I immediately felt myself like crawling back into like the happiness of things and I, yeah I guess I just like I worry that you might do the same thing but I like I don't want you to do that and I like I think just think that it's tough you know especially not having hobby there and it's so different from the place that we left and I know that I struggled going back just for a couple of days and I don't know that 
me moving back would be healthy. So I just worry about you. And like, that's why I ask, but I also think that you're like so tough and so strong that you can do it. And like, you've been talking to me for weeks now, months now about like itching to get back. And I think that also says something that, you know, you're ready to have that independence again. You're ready to have your own space again. You're ready to maybe tackle some of this trauma that you left Mm -hmm. back there, you know, like let's start unpacking. Exactly. I mean, I never really had time to fully acknowledge and go through what I was feeling about Javi mm-hmm. and I need to well, do that. He alone. was there when we both left. And so yeah. that's another weird thing is I literally saw back. him an, an hour before I left. Exactly. exactly. An hour before I left. He was helping me pa- finish packing, taking something down to my car. And then I remember specifically throwing down his little screwdriver for his glasses that mm-hmm. he lent me like a year ago. I just forgot about him. I just like kept forgetting about him. And um, he's like, oh no, just keep it. And then he also let me keep, which I've used twice now, tire pressure gauge, a tire pressure gauge. Oh, so wow. the one that I own is his. <laughs> he's like, don't worry about it. It's like $2. Yeah. I could get one or whatever. I said, okay, are you, are you sure? He's like, yeah, just keep it. So I have a screwdriver, I have his tire gauge, and I have like a stack of postcards from where he's traveled because yeah. every time he would go somewhere he would send me mm-hmm. a postcard mm-hmm. and um I, i'm thankful that i at least have those small things i mean they seem small but they're huge I'm, i have this note that he sent peanut he sent peanut he sent a peanut. letter like a full ass letter. Oh my god! It was so funny. I love that. And he said, "From your drunkle hobby." <laughs> I'm dead. Oh. I love him so much. No. Uh, no. So like, it's definitely gonna be strange not being able to just like reach out and be like, "Hey, when are you coming back? Like, are you in? Wait, what does he call Foco? Are you in Foco?" <laughs> I say that all the time just to mess with him because he says that. You know, I'm he like, does call it Foco religiously. Really, yeah. Also, Anyone who is listening and doesn't know what Foco is, um, it is slang for Fort Collins, Colorado. <laughs> um, everyone there calls it Foco because it's fun and slang and short and whatever. But I've heard the Fort, and I'm like, which one? <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever heard talking about before. Collins <laughs> or Morgan or you know when it's talking about Fort Morgan ever. <laughs> you know that place like smells so nasty every time you drive. You know, it's yeah, it's uh, bad, it's bad. But anywho, um, yeah, it's just it's gonna be a rough one, but that's okay. That's okay. Everything happens for a reason and you go through certain struggles in your life to find out who you really are. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, that's who you become. Yeah. You just, you just got to thrive through them. And once you find your stride, that's really where it, where your life hits. So Damn. I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping my stride comes soon, sooner rather than later. You're going to catch your stride. <laughs> we'll see. This summer is gonna be a good one. I'm helping out more with the food pantry now, which last year was court ordered, and I think I just fell in love with the people there. Mm-hmm. And there's some great people at the food pantry there. The helping of it, like just seeing everybody 
coming in and like who we can help. And I think that's a huge part of why I like it so much. And I'm excited for that chapter as well. And just getting back to hiking every day because you know, I like to hike. I like mm-hmm. to be in those mountains way too much. Mm-hmm. Way too much. It's definitely <laughs> something I miss about being out in Colorado. You know, like, I mean, I still get out and hike every once in a while here in Sioux Falls, but it's there's it's just not it's different. like hiking in the mountains. It's not like hiking in Colorado. It's, it's not like five-minute drive or like a 10-minute walk to the trail took me, I think, 30 minutes to get to the trail out in uh, Chicago. Yeah, exactly. 30 minutes. That's an hour-ish, you know, drive to get in and out of the, the hiking area. Yeah, it's different living in cities, and it's different living in the heartland versus the mountains. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's going to be a wild ride this year. I feel it. I'll take you. I'll take you I'll along with I was me. just going to say, I'll have to come visit again. <laughs> Be very protective of my space and time and energy when we're there, but yes, definitely want to come visit again. Well, aren't you? We need to some see. of your friends still there. Oh yeah, like Paul yeah. and Matt are still there, yeah. and obviously, like oh my gosh, I adore them. And Katie's still there, and Shelly's still there, and Hope's still there. So it'll be okay. a good, good little reunion. Yeah, it'll just be interesting. It'll, it's just yeah, it's different. And Svea and Rob, obviously, like my second parents. You know, I call them my second parents and yeah. So I definitely have like people out there. It's just like, yeah, I just have to be extra safe and careful and cautious when I do make the trip. But yeah, avoid certain places. I mean, it's still my home in my heart. You know, I definitely still love it there. I know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I cannot love it. It's the black hole for a reason. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's a black hole. It is a black hole. Everyone that's ever lived there calls it the black hole because you come back, no matter how much you try to leave, you're always, you're always back. sucked back in. Sucked right back in. I. That's where I'm headed. So much to that point, though, <laughs> I just posted like. So Western hired their new president yes, I saw that. and their president is like someone who I very, very, very much so dislike, um, someone who I had issues with on campus when I was working there. Um, he's one of the reasons that I left because he's part of the trashy administration that is very corrupt and unethical and immoral and illegal and just does so many disgusting, dirty things. And um, so, yeah, they hired him as their new president after conducting an external national search. And um, they hired him over to female candidates from a national search. And I just, it's the perpetuated culture of toxic men in leadership that um, really does it for me. And so I realized like how much of a suck and a black hole that that place is because even with me moving on and really working on myself and trying to unpack and navigate this healing journey for myself, I still find myself so often sucked back into the drama there and sucked back into like the trauma that I faced there and also 
I still carry so much rage and like resentment and anger towards mm-hmm. them. And that's abundantly clear because every time I see them post something, I, I get upset and like, I have to like reshare the, their posts and put my perspective, my perspective and my spin on things because my story does need to be shared and my story needs to be told because it is real and it mm-hmm. happened and it's valid. And it was at the hands of, the complicit administration on campus. And so, yeah, all of that to be said, like, it's definitely a black hole. It's, it's sexy back, even though no matter far and away. Yeah. No matter what kind of black hole it is, it could be a mental, it could be a physical, emotional black hole, but it is a black hole. And I don't know why it feels like that because I know so many people that work there and like the people that actually want to be in Gunnison and and like it and like the environment and all that, they are the most hardest dedicated workers I've ever come across, Mm -hmm. ever. I have worked in the lower part of a lot of industries and going from that lower part of the, like I worked in the food industry out there. I worked at the lowest possible point and then I worked at the lowest possible point in Chicago, mm-hmm. night and day, yeah, night and day, completely different. And I think that's the whole reason why it is such a black hole, because people do put their heart and soul into what they love. And especially if it's in a place that they love, then they're constantly going to be going back. They're constantly going to be wanting that same feeling that they had at the beginning, the same enjoyment, the same excitement, the same love and passion and drive that they originally had. And that's what we're all fighting for. And that's probably why it is such a black hole because you're constantly wanting that feeling back. Uh-huh. Like that first, like I just stepped foot and got us in feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Like, oh, daisies, roses, flowers. Those don't grow there, but that's what it felt like. <laughs> exactly. Agreed. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy place, but, um, yeah, it's so interesting, but I just, I can't stop thinking about going back there and Javi not being there. And it's just like strange and weird. And yeah, I just don't know how to even process you going back and like being there without him. I, um, I don't know. Because uh, it's not the fresh daisies and wildflowers anymore. <laughs> it will never be that like first step in venison moment. It's not him making fun of me every like two minutes, but us like saying fuck you and just like getting over our shit. Yeah. Um, I met him uh, while I was walking. I literally, <laughs> this is the most random, I'm going to call it a meet cute because like he's not we love me cute exactly love me cute love it and um so i didn't have a car at this time and i was walking to him from work which was only a mile and he was living at jackie's at the mm-hmm. time yeah and i just would walk past every day i i at one point i was doing the night shift and he would be on her porch at like 11 o'clock at night, either smoking 
for drinking, I'm going to say excessively, because that's what he does. That's, that's Javi. Um, and, oh my uh, gosh, I still have that bottle of rum. <laughs> or not rum, but whiskey. <laughs> Love it. Oh my Love gosh. Um, but he, uh, he was also growing stuff. And he was growing, like, cilantro and carrots and all the he veggies. He to garden. He was a gardener, for sure. And one day I finally, like, he was, like, outside smoking, not weed, but, like, a cigarette. He stopped at the end of his life, which I'm proud of. But um, he was smoking his little cigarette and just kind of, like, pacing back and forth on the little pathway. I was like, so what you growing over there? And he was just like, oh, girl, I got the, and he like walks me, he like take, doesn't take like my hand, but like, you like, through like everything, yeah. kind of like, like guided my shoulder towards the, like the house to like show me all of the little, the little sprout leaves. He's like, like, look at this little carrot, like, look at this little, this little, I don't know, like, the most happy thing ever. <laughs> this is like a little kid. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna, I'll love watching it grow. Like, I'll, I'll come back next week or whatever. But, like, you know, I come through the same area all the time, but I never know when I'm going to see somebody. And every single solitary day, stop, have a little chat. And um, and then I would just walk home, and that would be that. And at one point, I was doing a 14-hour shift. And I remember asking him if he would be okay watching my dog overnight, Peanut. And he's like, yeah, that's totally fine. And this is how it became like really, mm-hmm. really close. Um, and he would, I'd drop her off at like 11 o'clock at night, pick her up at 1 a.m. then or 1 p.m. the next day, like or 12. And I would sit on the kitchen floor for like an hour, two hours while he's cooking me food. He would always cook me food. He'd always have water for me, like ready to go. He would always, um, he would like always like make me his famous margaritas, fresh squeezed margaritas. Oh, his margaritas were so his everything amazing. was so good. He's an amazing cook, amazing, amazing chef, amazing cocktail mixologist. He was just good at everything. Literally, so good. And like, so every day we would do that and. I remember one, and he would go into my second job, which was at a liquor store. So he'd come in, he'd say hi. Always I give him. Like, used to work at sports yeah. And I always give him like the big discount, like the employee discount, mm-hmm. but like whatever. I don't work there anymore, so it doesn't matter. Anywho, always give him that. We'd always like chat. He'd be sit there for like maybe a forty-five minutes to an hour, and half the time he was always drunk. <laughs> he'd just like walk over like casually. Hey, like, let me grab some extra beers. So, like, yeah, do whatever you gotta do. And I would just sit there and talk. And um, I remember one day I brought over a bottle of uh, whiskey. It was like Western something or Old Western. I forgot what it was called. It's got a cowboy on the front yeah. with a double yeah. eye. And we drank the whole bottle sitting on the porch, listening to Beyonce, screaming the words. And the people probably like walked past the group crazy nut people and at one point we had like a going away party for him and uh he said at this going away party there's like a a few of us there he said at the going away party that the flowers in the front beds 
he planted for me because they were my favorite kind of flower. This is at Jackie's house? And it was the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my life. They were violets. That's so cute. And they were so precious. Uh, Not my favorite color, but my favorite flower. Uh, I don't even think they come in my favorite color, but still... It was like the sweetest thing I've ever heard from somebody. Mm-hmm. Like I, he, he was saying like how he wanted me to see beauty every time I walked past and every time I entered the house that he was staying at. And it, he was just such an amazing guy. It took care of me when my back was injured, took care of Peanut for those two weeks I couldn't move took me to all my doctor's appointments. Just an amazing person. Ate lunch all the time together. He's just the best, like the most thoughtful human. Like so sweet, so Mm -hmm. thoughtful, so incredible. So yeah, hubby, he was just like beyond thoughtful and like just the sweetest guy. So sentimental, so thoughtful, so caring. Like you literally, his love language was just like giving people- Caring all of the love and like attention yeah needs wants anything and everything just like let me make you something let me give you something let me take care of you he was like such a good host if you asked for something he would just magically make it appear or if you didn't even ask for it he would just like no oh she wants this took him a while to like remember that i'm a vegetarian Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. yeah that's neither here nor there. Like, it's really easy to, like, just scrape off the meat or whatever. Because yes. I don't want to be a bad guest. I'll be like, well, if you made that completely wrong, I'll just be like, do, do, do. You can yeah, eat that exactly, if you want. Exactly. <laughs> or, like, feed it to Peanut a little bit. <laughs> Peanut, did you get some meat? Oh, man, she got chicken. Uh, you know he makes the best chicken. Oh, my gosh. He makes just everything. Oh, my gosh. Because Peanut devoured it every time. And he taught her how to go through a a dog door. <laughs> oh my gosh. Of Not that I have one. Yeah, where where but are you ever using a dog door? Never, ever, anywhere. That's, That's okay. so funny. <laughs> oh. What, oh what a great human being. And I know that he had hardships with some people and yeah, but that's just life. That's just mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. So if I'm talking and the person that I'm talking about, somebody doesn't like, well, that's just life. A lot tough of beans. Tough cookies. People don't like me. A lot of people don't like me. I think a lot of people don't like me. <laughs> I was told the other day, uh, if you're listening, I love this. I was told the other day that if I was a celebrity, I would have been canceled 10 times over in the conversation that him and I had. I was like, yep. Yeah. Probably, and that's totally fine. I mean, I probably, yeah, I think most people are canceled. (laughs) It's called opinions, and everyone's allowed to have one. You might not agree, or you might agree, but I thought Javi was a great human being, and... 100%. A lot of people I know did. We had a lot of, I met a lot of people through him, and we had a few mutual friends as well, and everyone that I know all loved and cherished every moment that they had with him. Yes, he was a little clumsy and a little bit of a klutz sometimes. Mm, Broke a few things. Same. Like, that's his biggest downfall. Like, he'll take it. Yeah. I don't care. 
finish my really expensive whiskey. Okay, that's fine. I would have just bought another one when I went back. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do. <laughs> do get kind of pissy with that because the last time I did see him, he's like, oh, do you want me to finish this? There's like two swigs left. Yeah, fuck it. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do. <laughs> finish so, it. Oh, I just love him. Mm-hmm. I know. And now I bought a new whiskey that I know he would have loved. So as soon as I get back, when I'm doing my processing, I was going to have a glass for him. Pour one out for hobby. Maybe not pour it out, but definitely yeah, put it in yeah. a glass. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. That shit's expensive. Yeah, don't dump any of it. No. LOL. Not a drop, because you know he'd be pissed. He would be pissed. If I dropped any of it. Party foul. He would have, like, lift it off the couch if I dropped it. Literally. <laughs> he loved his whiskey. Yeah, he did. It's like the only times I drink whiskey is, like, Wait. in a nice old-fashioned that he made. Oof, his old fashions fashions were so so good, amazing. But uh, I'm more of a uh, whiskey, a whiskey me. Nor of a nor of a whiskey me. Me me. It's all in my head at night turns into is us just being like spoop a doop. Felt like blues blues for a second. Wait, blue skidoo. Is that how it goes? I don't know, but I know he talks like he does. Bow, 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 bow. Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Wait, isn't blue a girl? I don't know. I thought magenta was a girl. I or is magenta the guy? I think they're all girls. And blue is a bo- a girl. Blue a girl and magenta a dude. I don't have a clue. It's 2022. Gender is irrelevant. They're dogs. Yeah. They can be whatever they want. They're dogs. Dumb. Sealed. Yes. See you later. <laughs> Salt and like pepper said, and paprika were the real winners of yes. that TV show. You know what? I had a thing for Steve, and I think we all at one point did. Did you know? I don't think I ever had a thing for Steve. I think it's just because you know he was so absent-minded, and that was like he, me uh, aloof. And as I just possibly like, I love that because. He had inanimate oh, well, objects well, well, well. tell him where talking. to go. And, and it's like, handy dandy notebook. Oh my god. Why is Luke's clothes right now? Because it's less sad. It's less sad than happy. That's a very good point. Okay, so let's, should we taken right in. Yeah, should we um wrap things up here so yeah. we don't like ramble ourselves into nothingness but it's late at night and we're dying and um talking about blues clues on the mental health podcast yes and spencer's making and spencer's making tea so um okay so you know the drill let's round things out here um what does sisu mean to you today as it relates to your mental health journey and for those of you that are listening i'm gonna give you a snapshot Sisu is the Finnish word for guts and determination and resilience and grit and strength and anything similar to that. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It is a cultural phenomenon. It is not just a word. So I believe that everything in the world as it revolves around mental health or involves mental health somehow ties back to 
what CISU means to us as individuals. Like our mental health literally pivots and teeters on CISU, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's all about grit and strength and resilience. So Sarah, <laughs> what does CISU mean to you as it relates to your mental health journey today? I definitely talked about it earlier. And I feel like I can't really put into the same words as I did earlier, but I'm going to attempt it. Okay, hit, hit us. I got you. It is all about finding your stride after you have a traumatic life event. It's figuring out what life becomes and what your brain becomes after that traumatic event. I feel like it's just the resilience that you have following something extremely traumatic. I'm going to say that one more time. Extremely traumatic. Because... I feel like we need to have like an echo in the background. (laughs) Extremely traumatic. That was way too straight. That was way too like straight. I said it like extremely traumatic. (laughs) Extremely traumatic. The echo. I was trying to do an echo. That was a great echo. You did fabulous. (laughs) We suck. Okay, so Sisu means reaching your stride after a trauma. Yes. Did I get that right? Is that a great recap or no? Yes, but you said Sisu. Wait, is that? Sisu. Yeah, I've been listening to it wrong. No, Sisu. Okay, never mind. I'm listening to it wrong. (laughs) I think it's bedtime. It's bedtime. Okay, so where can people find you if they want to connect? Because uh, the reason I have a podcast is to normalize the conversation around mental health. So people want to connect. People want to (laughs) find their sense of belonging. So how can they find you? Find me on Instagram at... (laughs) That felt really fake. Find me on Instagram at nature crazy with an ie at the end that is correct are you still using your polaroid account too um i took a pause on that because i was going through a lot at the time that i started it and that was the reason why i started was to get through some some things but i realized that that put too much pressure on me um so when i get back i'll probably end up starting that back up and that was the polaroidian slip Yes, that's right. That's right. (laughs) I couldn't remember if you were still using that account or not. I do use that from time to time, but that's not my main account. Okay, so follow you on Nature Crazy and Polaroidian Slip if someone wants to follow. Someone has a deep need and desire to contact me, go right ahead. A, 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 A. All right. Well, thank you, Sarah, so much for being here with me. I'm so glad that you're back in Sioux Falls visiting with me. I'm so glad that you are my first, second round guest. <laughs> oh, well, we've got to stop right there. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to connect with me, you can email me at itsallinmyhead.show at gmail.com, add me on Instagram at itsallinmyhead.show, or connect with me on Twitter at allinmyheadshow.